0: Hello, welcome, and welcome back to True Story, Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem. I'm Ferdows. And I'm her mother. And um, we're here to talk about a murder story today. I would like to start off first by apologizing for our um, unexpected hiatus. (laughs) We were in jail. (laughs) Yeah, Egypt got to us. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Um, it, it It was Ramadan, which... Turns out doesn't mesh very well with when we usually record our podcast. And then I got, I also got sick, and then I lost my voice, and then I had a really important exam I needed to really focus on. And and, and now I we're had here. other, and I had other excuses, and my mom had other excuses that I'll be sure to remember at any point now. <laughs> and my sister, who's usually also here, uh, I don't even know was she was she even amongst the living like. <laughs> We had rare reported sightings, mostly appearing in the gossip magazines. <laughs> All involving the usual time when we would eat. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we have no idea. But we're back and happy to be back. Very kinda, happy. Kind of missed doing this. Um, yes. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so we, I don't know if anybody remembers where we left off, but we left off with an argument about whether or not she's going to pay airfare to go to Turf. Turks and Caicos. Spoiler, um, she didn't want to. I did not. We did not. <laughs> but we've got a, we've got a murder story for you. Yes. Yay. Yay. Um. <clears throat> so, I started out my research for this episode feeling... Pretty optimistic, because if you Google Turks and Caicos murders, you'll end up with uh, quite a quite a number of, of, of cases there. Um, so I started researching the first story I, I saw, and I don't end up finding really enough information to talk about the case for more than five, ten minutes, maybe, if I stretch it. And plus, the case was still unsolved, so I was like, eh, you know, I'll just move on to something else. That's a mystery, as I have been told. <laughs> And then, so imagine my surprise and confusion when I stumble upon a similar pattern. Short story, no leads, still unsolved. Oh, dear. And while these stories were, like, relatively recent mm-hmm. and, like, early 2010s, you know, in my no. limited knowledge of crime and how long it takes to solve them, I figure a decade is a good oh, my God. amount is of time. Serial there a serial killer in Turks and, <laughs> and chaos? No, no. Are we going to Are we going to expose this for the first time ever <laughs> no. now? I doubt it. Oh, just a lot of drunk people falling off of just, cruise ships? Just a lot of people... Killing people, I guess. (laughs) It happens. It happens. Uh, So I move on again, and surely the next one will be solved. Yes. It's not. (laughs) So now I have a (laughs) case. So now I'm thinking there's a pattern here. Yes. (laughs) Like, how can there be so many cases of mostly dead tourists that aren't solved? And those are just the ones that, you know, pop up on my Google search. I'm not even counting the ones. Don't go to Turks and KKOs. Thank you for not buying tickets. Yeah, I'm not even counting the, the I'm sure, number of murders that happen to, you know, locals um, that don't really hit the international news Maybe articles. it's the locals doing the murdering. Um, it's a mix. It's a it's mix. <laughs> so this leads me down a rabbit hole, because either the police force is corrupted, or Ooh. it's very inadequate and unqualified, and... This is where my research begins. Yay! I will take you guys back to March of 2014, where the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force, or RTCIPF for short, which doesn't feel very short. (laughs) RCTPIF. Let's call them RCT. RTC? RTC. Royal Turks and Caicos? RTCP. Royal Turks and Caicos police. There you go. Sure. (laughs) So they released a statement in March of 2014 amidst an all-time high of violent crime on the island. It became so dangerous there that for the first time, the U.S. government released a warning for people wanting to travel to the islands. You know, don't do it. You might die. (laughs) Um, In their statement, the police force admitted that, yes, they were not performing their job (laughs) well. But Bad. that was because they didn't have enough resources, including the fact that they lacked enough police cars to respond to calls. I see. Sometimes having just like one or of course, zero cars. Oh, dear. How do you... Maybe horses, do sled dogs. Do you close dogs? down for the day? How does it work Exactly. So, some people weren't entirely convinced by the police's excuse, since according to the main news network on the islands, The Sun, millions of dollars are poured into the pockets of police officers and prosecutors every month and has been into for more than seven years. Or into their pockets into their departments. Their- <laughs> that makes more sense. Thank you. <laughs> so, what gives then? What gives is that the police force is busy vacationing somewhere safer. <laughs> I mean... So apparently most of the money is going towards a few dozen police officers specifically. Okay. These officers are apparently cops from Britain that work at Turks and Caicos. Because oh. for people who don't know, which was me before I started this, yeah, I mean, Turks and Caicos is a territory of Britain. Oh my gosh. Right. Even though it's like kind of far. It's <laughs> <laughs> not very So close. why did they call them Turks then? No, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, uh, these police Royal officers... white guys getting lost. No, sorry, <laughs> continue. So, okay. This is not how I left my notes, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Okay, well, it is what it is. So, these police officers are helped by the FCO, which wa- is the Foreign Commission Office. I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head, because I wrote it down on my notes, but I can't find it now. Oh, Foreign and Commonwealth Office. Sure. Okay, yep. Um, Which is a branch of the government in the UK, Mm -hmm. and according to locals, has pretty much hijacked the criminal justice system in Turks and Caicos. Okay. So these cops that are getting the majority of the money are really focusing on the FCO's agenda. And as a result, not enough money is going into actually protecting the citizens and the tourists uh, from violent crime or even solving those I see. Crimes. That's kind of an optional. Of it's thing. It, yeah. It's not. It's not mandatory. You know, nothing yeah. bad happens on islands. It's fine. Yeah, they don't need. They yeah, don't a yeah. no police force. Lots the police of for? alcohol. Lots of young people. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? So, according to the Sun, instead, the English cops are staying at expensive five-star resorts in Turks and Caicos, <laughs> and they get to travel around the world at the public's expense because they are following, you know, leads. I In see. Egypt. I don't know. No, you yeah, no, no, don't Middle East. To Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Middle East was one of the examples of police. Oh my play- God. Right? Why would you go to the Middle East? <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> hey, I want a job. Do, do you need to actually be a police officer <laughs> to be a police officer and to, to be can... white? So, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Mom. We'll I get could to that. Play what? <laughs> you can You can pass for white. <laughs> People can't see us, but we can't really pass her away. <laughs> I could. Don't listen to her. I don't know. Hey, you're allowed to get tanned on a, on an island. but you. you have... How white are the white people after they've been a year on Turks and Caicos? <laughs> uh, fair enough. It's just, not just skin tone, though. It's also, like, facial structure. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so they get to travel at the expense of, not the UK, even though they're from the UK. No, they get the t- Turks and Caicos. You know, so the UK exports its legal advice via the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, which, like I said, is a branch of the government in UK. And then this brings back money for the UK. Because get this, the FCO also appoints their own barristers. And the barristers have full access to the Turks and Caicos Islands treasury with pretty much no effective oversight oh wow yeah it's like this is turning into a mayhem episode for <laughs> those. Um, so this brings us to another issue in the Turks and Caicos justice system which is let's be honest an issue corruption everywhere not just Turks and Caicos more specifically racism oh <laughs> because most of these powerful people that are appointed by the FCO you know the police officers the barristers mm-hmm. they're all white stick out like a sore thumb every single one of them are white <laughs> Even though the UK is a pretty multicultural country. It's they not- haven't told anyone else that these wonderful opportunities to serve citizens are available. Why can't Canada have an island. <laughs> You're angry. We do have an island. It's yes, something. in the We're Arctic. Arctic. <laughs> it's, it's not very warm there. <laughs> Um, So Turks and Caicos has a special investigation and prosecution team, the SIPT, that was set up in 2010 to look into allegations of corruption at the highest levels of government. How long do you think that lasts? uh, How much did the Turks and Caicos citizens have to pay to the the investigators investigating the corruption (laughs) of the police officers they're paying? (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, Catch Twenty Two, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe I can be an investigator. <laughs> Sorry, I'm imagining you. <laughs> it's not that funny. I'd be, I, I'd be okay at it. I'd, I'd you, learn. Yeah. <laughs> So, in 2013, Professor Trevor Monroe and Executive Director of Jamaica's National Integrity Action and a member of Transparency International, which is a global corruption fighting group, which sounds really cool. Anti-corruption. Anti-corruption. Global. Corruption fighting. Corruption fighting. You're right. You're right. Group. Not (laughs) anti-corruption fighting. No, sorry. Long live Corruption. (laughs) <laughs> so this guy writes to the Turks and Caicos Islands governor about an uneven application of the law in Turks and Caicos. And he bases this judgment on the alleged deals that the special investigation team made with white developers and businessmen so so that these businessmen can bribe local politicians while the special investigation team kind of turns a blind eye on it. Oh, dear. Uh, Six months later, the Caribbean community, uh, which is an, I'm going to quote this because I didn't know how to summarize it, but this is off their Wikipedia page. Uh, So Caribbean community is an intergovernmental organization of 15 member states throughout the Caribbean, having primary objectives to promote economic integration and cooperation among its members to ensure that the benefits of integration are equitably shared I- equitably, equitably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we know what you mean. <laughs> Shared and to coordinate foreign policy. Of course. And here are their concerns. There were no regional persons on the special investigation and prosecution team, so nobody from the islands was a part of this team, which gives the impression that it's treating locals as criminals and targets targets them for mm-hmm. prosecution. Justice is for sale to foreigners while locals face criminal charges. Mm -hmm. There is a complete disconnect between Turks and Caicos Islands and the British perspective, which is, you know, the people who started this investigation, uh, this team to start with. And then there is also a widespread concern over the UK's manipulation of Turks and Caicos Islands criminal justice system, including the removal of the right to trial by jury. Oh dear. And then other changes to the law's on the collection and admissibility of evidence and other stuff too. So, who does the trial? Local business owners? <laughs> judges. I see. Which you know who come from where? <laughs> uh, not too sure. Because if uh, I would offer to be to work as a judge, but I'm worried that if I accidentally make a fair ruling, I might become another unsolved <laughs> mystery, mysterious murder. Mom, you know you need a law degree to be a judge, right? even in turks and gail <laughs> i think if you start bringing psychiatrists to become judges i think it becomes a bit too obvious that you don't care about the judge- justice system on the contrary we would bring unique advantages <laughs> <laughs> sure, call me <laughs> two years later uh, the special investigations team is still all whites all british Uh, Something else that doesn't make the special investigations team look good is that all of their defendants, like all the people they end up accusing of crimes, are black. And they still continue to only pursue non-jury trials for their black defendants. Uh, which is a rule that was established during an interim administration. So not even a Mm full-on administration. Mm -hmm. I don't know how this interim administration came to be, but it was interim. And it was led by a governor who apparently would regularly comment on the guilt of the defendants before they were actually found guilty. Of course. So this whole innocent until proven guilty, not a thing for this guy. (laughs) No, no. Or I'm assuming it's a guy girl <laughs> really have there ever been women in position of power in Turks and KK Ca- I couldn't tell you but it didn't the article I read didn't use a gender so okay I'm not fair enough. going fair to enough. Assume fair gender. enough we're not going to sue. so how much do you think the special investigations team that is absolutely useless spent over seven years well those five star of a uh, don't come cheap they don't uh, over seven years over seven years uh 100 million. Okay, well now my number's not going to seem see that bad. 100 million Canadian. <laughs> so they the SIPT has spent over 60 million dollars of the treasury's money. US? Uh Okay, 60 million US. They've spent 100 million. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or a little bit uh, under, it I don't depends know what on the, the day. Turks and Kikos. Ke- Turks and Kikos currency. U.S. dollar. Yes. So 60 million U.S. dollars. Yep. Over the last seven years, and local police still remain very under-resourced, under-trained, and as a result, quite ineffective. So if you want to murder anyone you don't particularly like, invite them to Turks and Caicos. There was actually a case of this guy who got murdered in Turks and Caicos. And... I call them Caicos. They're Caicos? Turks and Caicos. Thank you. (laughs) And it was, yeah, it was... His girlfriend, I can't remember if it, I thought it was a tourist, and but maybe they actually live there. You know, it's it's funny how it, it, it's kind of hard to do in depth research on these cases, like because no one knows any information, yeah. Or yeah, or like you know, really, you'll if you they'll mention it in the main newspaper, which is the Sun and under the heading another one by sh- the and, dust it'll be, pretty, <laughs> it'll be pretty short you know if it's an american or a canadian who got murdered you know you might find it like in a one of the in, in a no local work. newspaper but really, it's really hard to find in that or maybe i'm just lousy so at for That's next week the mystery will will be where has law and order gone in turks and caicos <laughs> so uh I would like to mention a couple of the murders that happened on Turks and Caicos Islands that are still, unfortunately, unsolved to this day. So this is a more recent one. Um, Mary Kunla was 61 years old, and she was... (gasps) He's too old to be murdered. Why didn't they just leave her die naturally? 61 years old. Sorry. Sorry. She was 61 years old. She was vacationing at the Club Med Resort in Turks and Caicos with friends in October of 2018. And she was found in the bushes near the resort, strangled to death, one day after she was reported missing by her friends. The police obviously did not solve the case. And in 2020, Marie's family hired a private investigator to look further into the case because they were getting nowhere with the police. The private investigator found that Marie's body had bruises on her ribs and the area between her knees to her feet. So that showed that there was quite a bit of a struggle and it wasn't just a, like, strangulation from behind, which I think is what the police was trying to say happened. She was also found with her underwear inside out and pulled away from her private parts. I realize now that I forgot... To say a trigger warning. Sorry, <laughs> trigger warning. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'll mention it. It's just in the description. It's kind of too late if you didn't read the description, though. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. And just to be clear, when I laugh in, in these situations, it's a, it's a not, nervous yeah, laugh. Yeah, it's a nervous laugh. I don't actually find those find this funny. Laughing is just my coping mechanism because of the things she has to put into words. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I love my daughter. She's a good person. <laughs> So the private investigator also claimed that the evidence does not show that Marie walked to the location where her body was found. So either she was murdered somewhere else and dragged dragged in this uh, new location, or she was dragged there and then murdered there. kicking and screaming. Yeah, they're not too sure. The family and the private investigator think there was a cover-up. The private investigator mentioned specifically that it took weeks for Turks and Caicos to send the body back to Marie's family and over that time the body started decomposing of so course. there so the private investigators thinking they like, willfully let evidence. let the body uh, decompose to kind of cover up what happened Marie's friends who reported her missing claimed that the resort and local police didn't appear concerned at all no one was out looking for her uh, after they told her she she was missing um and then of course the next day they end up finding her uh dead they mentioned that there was some uh, suspicious they were suspicious of another guest frank yakulo who kind of attached himself to the group at some point and apparently sexually assaulted one of her friends before marie disappeared no arrests were made in this investigation they're still fighting to get evidence from Turks and Caicos from the Turks and Caicos corner like crime scene photos and yeah the the case remains unsolved they they ha- i know the family has um filed a wrongful death lawsuit mm-hmm. lawsuit i believe mm-hmm. no news about how that lawsuit what country went was she through. from uh, may she rest in peace she was american yeah and then there was George Moore, who was 80 years old. Oh, so. my gosh. Yeah, not a good place for older people, eh? <laughs> but why? Random attacks, I guess? Maybe, like, if somebody's trying to but even steal an or rob map, somebody, yeah. like, you yeah. figure somebody older is an easier target. target I, I don't know. Physically weaker. Go ahead. So George Moore, he was 80 years old from Toronto, uh, he was an ex-spy. He was found washed up on a beach with a gunshot wound, wound to the head on January 14, <gasps> 2010. So he was last seen around noon on January 10th, 2010, at the Comfort Suits Hotel where he was staying. He asked the front desk clerk for a map, and that was the last they saw of him. The sad thing is, he was scheduled to leave the island a day earlier, but he ended up extending his trip. Spaceship. And yeah, his murder is still still unsolved. But but you know, someone who, someone who shoots the guy to the head, I mean, I, unless he was carrying huge amounts of money, that seems, it, it, it seems it might be easier just to mug the eighty year old. I mean, what do you, what is he going tell to you. fight them with? But to shoot him in the head, that's that is extreme for whatever stuff he has in his pockets yeah i don't know i i and like i said like these are and these are just a couple and these are just the couple that i can find like more than two sentences about there's so many other cases that just remain that are unsolved and not to say that like canada doesn't have a bunch of unsolved murders of course we do it just (sighs) seems a bit weird to me because it's like such a small area such a small area but i guess part of the challenging thing would be the transient nature of the population everybody comes and goes yeah Uh, so a lot of the suspects that would argue actually to get going quicker because if you wait 48 hours the suspect may have already gone on his or her way Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that's true but again i wonder if that's more of a a local because i don't know I, i don't know how easy it is for tourists to bring Oh, yeah, guns into, into in, in on whatever plane or, yeah, or, or that's true huh? I, can you even bring or, guns on planes I don't think or, so. or ships or yeah. yeah stabbing might have been more of a anybody can do it kind of crime but mm-hmm. a, there was news that was this was back in 2014 where a new commissioner wanted to reopen unsolved murder files are there any solved ones there was one that is that was mentioned on the list of unsolved murders and when I googled it um it looked like they had made an arrest mm-hmm. in the case. Mm-hmm. I didn't find any more information about that okay. there. though. Um there was for example, like a Turkish photographer named Murat Kiliser who was thirty years old, was shot in the chest by a masked man. You see, a gun in again? 2010. Uh, uh, Haitian, 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 Sorry, I'm suck at I suck, I suck <coughs> at pronouncing. I'm like, bad Yeah <laughs> pronounce stuff. So, leston Lu- Louis Dor, fifty two was found with fatal with a fatal gunshot gunshot wounds in two thousand and eleven, and like so many other people, I know this is a bummer. <laughs> well, these episodes are a bummer. <laughs> We, we 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 obviously should start another podcast saying unicorns and rainbows yes. in every country of the world that would be nicer actually that would be nice Um. so thank you for tuning in I'm sorry for forgetting to write, uh, t- to mention sorry, a trigger warning but it's called a murder episode, if you've been here for long enough, you know you're lucky you we didn't do any cannibalism today <laughs> Yeah. And next week, uh, we'll have a, hopefully, we'll have a hist um, history, <laughs> mystery, mystery episode on Turks and Caicos. Hopefully, they'll be a bit more lighthearted and cheery. No, no corruptions. Fingers crossed. Mystery. No murders. Here we go. It's a mystery to me what that'll be, <laughs> even though I mean what the episode will be about. But hey. We'll figure something out. Google's a friend. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, so now we get to the random country generator. So let's Woo-hoo! See, let's, Woo-hoo! See, let's, let's see where we're going. Ricklands! France. Woo! 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 All right. So uh, we still have two more episodes uh, in Turks and Caicos, mystery and mayhem, and then after that, we're going to France. We're going to France. Yay! Woo-hoo! All right. Uh, so thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.